Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. You are listening to the debut programming on the Community Channel. And so tonight, I am excited to bring the No Geek Speak Arena. That is a mouthful, but I practiced. And here to talk about some screen readers, I believe, is Tyson Ernst and Rachel Schroeder. It's all yours, guys. Hey there. It is so exciting to be the premiere show on the new Community Channel. I was saying off air, I do a lot of... uh, radio debuts but i've never debuted a channel so that's kind of cool we didn't know we were going to get to do this did we (laughs) no we didn't and and it's a first for both on that i've never debuted anything so what we're talking about tonight is the no geek speak arena so basically what that means is it's going to be uh real simple easy to understand language and we're kind of breaking it down with regard to screen readers. No, this is not a debate. That might be coming down the road. You never know. It's always fun to debate Tyson. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about just some of the basics of uh, some of the screen readers. We get a lot of questions often about which one's better for what. So we hope that tonight you're able to kind of be able to break down some of those questions that you might have with regard to some of the very basics. No, that's that's exactly what it was. The concept when you and I talked about it was like, you know what? It it's uh it's where the the title came from. The No Geek Speak Arena was. We wanted to be about you guys out there listening, um, either via ACB Radio or here in the Zoom. We want you guys uh, to be able to 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 look into this and and understand what we're talking about, uh, keeping it as simple as possible. Um, so we're not talking about so much of the of the technical aspect of it as opposed to the usability of it, um, and that's probably that's probably the 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 list of it for me is uh, you know you. we always talk about about accessibility versus usability. So and I think that's what we're talking. About. We're going to talk about more about the usability of of these products as opposed to the accessibility of them. And just in the interest of non-disclosure, uh, Tyson and I are both tech trainers. Um, neither one of us work for any of the companies, and we're also both users of the technology. And uh, some of it we know a little better than others, but um, that's okay. If we don't know the answer, we'll tell you we don't know, and we'll uh, at least try to tell you where to find it, or we'll go find it, or we'll give you our contact information on the end. So uh, right. it's all good. So, or we'll just make up something that sounds good. Well, that works too. Over <laughs> <laughs> the difference, no. uh, All right. All right. So basically, what we're doing is we're breaking down tonight um, the basics of JAWS, NVDA, and Windows Narrator. So, with all we do for the first part um, is uh, <laughs> introduce ourselves, which we've already done. As I look at my outline, I told you didn't need, didn't use notes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so basically telling you a little bit about the screen readers. Um, I'm sure a lot of you, if you're in here, you probably know a little bit. Basically, um, JAWS for Windows is uh, put out by uh, Freedom Scientific, uh, Vespero now. Um, Hent rejoice way in the background, if some of you remember that. Um, so JAWS has been around for a long time. Um, there it goes, speaking of. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's been around for quite a while, way back in the DOS days. And I told Tyson earlier I had a funny JAWS story. And uh, that is that way back when they had JAWS for DOS, I was a kid. And, and I got this cassette tape in the mail. And in this, on this cassette tape was a demo of Ted Henter, who uh, started JAWS, along with Eric Damry, who's still at Freedom Scientific today, the Sparrow. Uh, I continue to call it Freedom Scientific. It's both. Um, And it was a demo of JAWS for DOS. And I can distinctly remember listening to that demo and saying, I am never going to use this. This is too complicated. I can't stand it. 
uh, I ate those words about nine months later, I was using JAWS for Windows and have never looked back. So um, as you can see, it's, it's got a long history. Um, I'm proud to say I have a four digit serial number. <laughs> but um, so basically that is reading, uh, it's reading Windows all the way up to Windows 10. And, um, and it's pretty popular. It pretty much, uh, you know, stays up to date with, or at least tries to, you know, catch up with all the Microsoft stuff and, and uh, definitely competitive in the screen reader, probably the front runner, I would say. Um, the next one we're going to talk about, Tyson, did I miss anything that you want to add? By the way? Uh, not, not much. Uh, I mean, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head um, as far as what JAWS goes, because um, I've been a user since. So my history with, with, uh, with Freedom Scientific and JAWS goes back to uh, 2006, and I think that would be when they first introduced uh, JAWS 6. Um, was the first update that I came, that I remember being put out for me. Yeah, I think my first one was on floppy disks. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was. I was. Uh, I was on CD at that point. <laughs> but I didn't start using screeners until two thousand six. Uh, right. So, um, so you know, so so all those all these uh, stories about with you know back with Windows ninety eight, ninety five, and three point one one. I used I used a, a computer back then, but I never used. I never had a uh, need for for a screen reader. Uh, so it was just all this brand new technology. And of course I was used to being able to do whatever I wanted to and having to learn a screen reader was, was uh, kind of daunting because it was this thing of like, well, how do I not, how do I do this without a mouse? Ah, you were a point and click person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, we I converted deter, him. I just, yeah, did. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the dark side. So, so yeah, so Jaws, so, but yeah, like Jaws, Jaws is the big boy on the block. Um, everybody, everybody's familiar with it to some degree. Uh, it's also uh, versus the other ones we're going to pay, a, we're going to talk about. It's the only paid one. Um, Correct. Yeah. And they're, and they've, uh, they've moved their model a little bit. Um, you know, they, they used to have a couple different versions of it. Um, and, uh, and they would, you know, everyone looked forward to because we're coming up on convention season. Everyone looked forward to convention season because you could get the discount uh, rate for the upgrades. Um, Actually, I, JAWS right now is free until June 30th. If you have a U.S. email address, you can go to uh, Freedom Science Web... I can't talk. Freedom Scientific's webpage, and you can go there and get a free copy of JAWS with all the COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. They wanted to make sure everybody had what they normally would use at the office at home. So it's free till June 30th. Yeah. It's, it's, and that, that was, that was really, really awesome of them to do that. Um, but, uh, but then after June 30th, it's going to kick down into 40 minute demo mode. If you don't have a, a license or, uh, or you have to, you have to pay. Uh, and I don't know, do you know what the current going rate on? You know, on I, I forgot to look at that. Um, I want to say it's like, don't quote me on this. Um, like 1100. Mm -hmm. And then the upgrades um, are the upgrades are the, the the upgrades are significantly less. They are well. They the actually, I take that. I I go back and say, I know I can hear people screaming now. Not really, but you know, don't you guys know about the licensing? Yes, I do. Um, I almost forgot to mention it, but basically, they do have a license plan where you can um, kind of like a, the model that Microsoft has gone to for say Office three sixty five, and you can get. Uh, pay so much per year and you get all the upgrades mm -hmm. and that's what for the home version and that's what a lot of people are going to these days if you the are subscription using, service right subscription so if you're using it in an office setting you may not be doing that but if you're using it um, for the home version you have that option as well otherwise you've got the perpetual license um, where you can still buy smas and all that fun stuff for the upgrades mm -hmm. okay all right, so so the next one is uh, NVDA, NVIDIA, which stands for Non-Visual Desktop Access, if I'm correct. Yes, it does. And All it's, right, uh, and, and you know, you know for, far more about that than I do because I actually do not use NVDA. And and again, in full disclosure, uh, Jaws is what both Tyson and I use on a regular basis. It's the kind of no-brainer, don't have to think about it screen reader for both of us. Um, so although I do and can use NVDA and Narrator, I'm not as well versed in, in either of those. But um, 
I have found opportunities and need for both of them in one time or another. But NVDA, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and and by the end of this, uh, by the end of this session, that may change. <laughs> yeah, you that never may know. change, and and we'll and we'll we'll get into that later on. Yeah, um, NVDA, uh, as Tyson said, it's non-visual desktop access. That's what the whole thing stands for. Actually, and I should go back. Job Jaws. It stood for job. Jaws. I can't say it. Job access with speech. Um, so anyway, all these acronyms, fun stuff. Um, and it's put out by NV Access, um, and I believe they're out of Australia. And the one of the main reasons they did this, um, it was back in, I believe, somewhere around 2007 or eight, possibly. I can't remember exactly when it came out, but um, and it was put out primarily to counteract um, what you saw with other screen readers. JAWS and Window Eyes at the time was also a pay uh, screen reader. And there were a lot of people in other countries that didn't have the funds uh, to be able to get JAWS. You were really, or a screen reader, you were really only able to do that if you had, say, sponsorship from a state agency or, you know, some sort of agency work or whatever. And so they wanted to counteract that. So what they did is they created NVDA and it's based, um, it's open source. Um, so, um, you know, it's kind of a community effort in a sense. So if, if there's geeks out there that want to contribute um, to NVDA, have some script type things that they've written or, or uh, what they call add-ons, um, you know, they could do that and they could be considered for inclusion um, into NVDA. Also, um, it goes based on donations. Um, when you download it, and we'll talk about this in a bit, when you download it and install it, um, they do ask if you might consider giving a donation. Um, that's what they're running on. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that they've been able to do it, but um, they really have done well, especially given that they run on donations. Um, a lot of similarities. There's some differences, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about that those as we go. The next one is one you don't even have to go anywhere to get. It is a Windows Narrator that is built right into Windows, and Tyson's been working more on Windows Narrator side, so I'll let him talk about that. Yep. So, uh, so Microsoft uh, Narrator is is their built-in screen reader. Um, it was introduced several versions of Windows ago, and was kind of this little hidden thing. Uh, it was originally developed as. Uh, and talking with people as kind of a, a bailout to make sure if something, if everything crashed on your computer, you had a way of being able to access it to at least get your computer started back up. Um, but the problem was it was really clunky to use and it stayed clunky up until about a year or two ago. Uh, and they really started coming in with the, with the Microsoft access uh, accessibility team. Uh, they really took a look and said, you know what, we need to, we need to be better about this product. And really with the update last year, uh, this thing has kind of come into its own. Uh, it's very easy to use. Uh, it's obviously not, as, not, not the Cadillac that JAWS can be sometimes. But uh, in playing with it over the last, um, I've really dealt into it, delved into it heavily in the last week. Um, but I played with it before that uh, with some of, the, some of the programs that JAWS necessarily didn't play nice with. Um, such as uh, OneNote, and it does really, really well. And I'll tell you what got it was listening to the um, to the webinars that uh, Microsoft has up on their website, where they talk about uh, and they use exclusively Narrator. They don't use any other screen reader, um, but uh, it's built in. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Uh, it's I would say. Uh, as far as that side of that side of life goes, it would be like the um, like the equivalent of voiceover on Mac. You don't have to pay for it; it's there, uh, and they are really they're really putting some thought into this and making it go. Um, the uh, accessibility um, phone number where you call in, they are fairly knowledgeable about it. I've I've stumped them a couple times this week this week trying to get some things uh, <laughs> out of them. 
And uh, we'll talk about that as we delve more into that. Uh, but I really, uh, it, it does not have the ability to uh, be as customizable as, as uh, the other two yet. Um, but it is gaining, it is gaining in that area. They are constantly making adjustments. They're learning where to go. Uh, one of the big things that they put in in the last major update to it was they uh, they put in what essentially uh, what uh, Window Eyes did was they put in a they put in the Jaws keystrokes basically. Uh, so a lot of a lot of the stuff you already know is easily transferred over. Uh, there's not a huge learning curve to it. Um, and uh, it uh, the other good thing is too is it tends to work with all of the all of the Microsoft products which is really, really nice. Um, but again, uh, and, we'll, and we'll delve into this more as we, as we, as we, uh, as we progress on with tonight's, uh, tonight's presentation. That's pretty cool. Uh, I like, what I like about them too is that it's built into Windows and because of that, you have a sure fire keystroke. If you need to look at something on somebody's computer, or you know, you, you need to look at something on yours because it stopped talking. You've got that option. And yes, and that's what's really nice because let's let's say let's say the other person doesn't have Jaws. You can go in and using uh, any type of any any type of the uh, the tandem type software, not just Jaws tandem, but any other type. Uh, Try to think of the other one. Team Viewer. Team Viewer. Thank you. That's the one I was I was thinking of. Team something. <laughs> but um, see. That's why I keep you around. <laughs> Complete my sentence. Oh, gee, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> um, but uh, you have the ability to, to just turn that on and, and you have uh, access without having to worry about JAWS or carrying on. You don't have to carry around dongles anymore um, because you do have that. Um, but it is nice but to still can. carry it around because, because like, we, like we say, yeah. you know, not everything works perfect with everything. And sometimes yep. it's a smorgasbord of of going from one to another, uh, as as in some of my some of my getting ready for tonight, I figured out um, between Jaws and Narrator, there's things that that Narrator will do that Jaws doesn't, and the other side in reverse. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the the what was it? You had said you started to say something, and I and it toggled the thought, and the thought went poof. Um, I talked so. about the keystroke. That was the only thing I think I said that was of any. Important. I don't remember. Anyways, I don't, I don't know. remember. It'll come back to you about three in the morning. Yeah, three in the morning, right? And I'll sit up and go. <laughs> don't call me. All right. Um, <laughs> let's go into JAWS a little bit and talk a little bit about some of you probably know this because I would imagine a lot of you are actually using JAWS right now. Um, when you get JAWS, it's uh, you can get that. Um, most everything is going on a downloadable model now. Um, yes, you can get CDs with the new installation of JAWS, but most of it's pretty downloadable because you get updates. You know, you get a CD in the mail and you're going to get an update next week and that's going to render that CD as a poster or frisbee. Um, so you can go down to go to the website, uh, freedomscientific.com, uh, download JAWS. Um, and uh, what I will also say that's weird. I heard something I've not heard before on my phone. Uh-oh. Um, okay. It looks okay. like I'm still there. Okay. You're still there. Maybe that was on your... Anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, JAWS also, if you do ha have the need for a um, screen magnification component, JAWS can also work in tandem, if you will, with ZoomText and their, their product for... The, the merging of ZoomText and JAWS is going to be um, uh, ZoomText Fusion. So if you do have a need for that, you might look at JAWS a little more closely if you kind of are in that, that, that gray area where you don't know whether you're going to need or want some screen magnification in addition to the speech or maybe you're transitioning. Um, so you download JAWS and when you install it, um, the installation is fairly straightforward. Um, obviously, I have JAWS installed. I'm not going to go through that installation. But just typically like any other install, um, it does talk you through it. If you do not have speech, uh, I've been using JAWS for so long, I already have speech on the installation. It does have a talking installer. So if you don't have speech already running, um, it will talk you through the installation. 
Um, once you do get it installed um, and restart your computer, because um, it likely will ask you to do that, the first time you get it, um, the first time you run it, um, you're going to run what they call the startup wizard. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but what I will do is I'll show you just a little bit about how it works. Um, Leaving menus, back button, John Startup Wizard Dialog, help us improve freedom scientific products when you like to participate in our effort to improve freedom scientific. Okay, so that's the first thing on there. And it's it's a dialog box. And if you know about Windows, you're going to tap through that dialog box. And um, you're going to go just go through all those screens. You've got, it's really a neat training tool, actually. When I want to train people on Windows, I do tend to sometimes go through this. It just kind of is a, a great progression because not only are you setting your JAWS um, kind of most frequently used settings, but you're also learning about things like dialog boxes, check boxes, uh, combo boxes, and that kind of thing. So um, as you can hear, it's using Eloquence, uh, which is the uh, screen the speech synthesizer it's been using for quite a while. The default so, one. The default. So I'm on a next button, and all I have to do is just hit enter on the next button. Okay. So, and you notice, um, you know what? I didn't change my settings back. Um, but one thing worth noting here also is um, it said speech left, right slider uh, 79. 79 words a minute, 35%. Okay, now what it has by default is a tutor mode, and that is also turned on. So if you don't know what to do with a checkbox or a dialog box, it'll tell you use the arrows to uh, change this setting, basically, not those exact words, but you get the idea. You use the space to check the box or whatever. Um, so it really does talk you through even to the point of your keystrokes that you want to hit. Um, so, punctuation, combo box, sub, four. okay, so again, combo box, it's punctuation. I've got it set on some. The default is most, um, and it says it's two of four. So it's really giving me all the information about this control in this screen. Um, Off radio button check, one to four. Oops, of course, not that one. I wonder if they knew that. I tabbed to the next control and it says off, but it didn't tell me what it was. Anyway, that's interesting. Um, you find something out every day. Um, I got the most recent version, 2020, so uh, it might be something that was there all along, but uh, I did just recently update. So anyway, I'm not going to go through this whole um startup wizard, but it does give you things like setting your voice rate, setting the type of keyboard layout you want, setting um, whether you want those tutor messages announced or hotkeys announced or any of those kind of things, even setting up Braille uh, settings toward the end of that. It's uh, probably about seven screens worth of um, tab dialog boxes that uh, you can go and set some of those most common things that you want to set. So right out of the proverbial box, so to speak, or right off the download, um, they've got this startup wizard that you can get back to at any time mm -hmm. um, to set up some of those most common things that you would like to potentially change if you're a new JAWS user. Now, you can get real geeky, but it's the no speak. Uh, no geek speak uh, arena, so we're not going to get geeky. But um, there's all kinds of customizations that you can do with this and, and really get it to some really wild things, um, as in um, different programs that you want JAWS to talk differently on or whatever. So it's pretty customizable, um, but it does use pretty easy to understand language for the most part. Um, let's see. So once you've got it installed, you're good to go um, with a few uh, keystrokes, like knowing what title of the window that you're in, um, which is uh, it uses the number pad. I should have said this too. Uh, a lot of these in one way or another, they're going to use that number pad on the side of the computer to 
to execute the commands. Um, now you're saying, okay, I got a laptop without a number pad. Okay, you're still okay. They got laptop configurations. And until recently, in some ways, I actually suggested using the laptop configurations. Um, and I actually do still use the laptop configuration because what that allows you to do is their quote unquote JAWS key, which is, is typically the insert key or the zero on the number pad. And that's, that's kind of like your um, key that you hold down if you want to um, read your current line, for example. You're holding that it's down. It's one of your most common modifier keys. Uh, yeah, I almost said that, but I was like, okay, we'll, we'll keep it simple here. <laughs> everybody, everybody refers to it as the jaws key yes it's a, yeah but it's like a shift key the shift key modifies the function of a letter it capitalizes a, an a versus a lowercase the jaws key is your modifier key for other keys to execute jaws commands um so basically you're holding down that zero or jaws key and hitting another key to execute a jaws command you can also make your caps lock your modifier key. Um, I personally like that as well. Um, I use laptops. I use a Surface Book on occasion that does not have that number pad. So it's essential to uh, have that caps lock. And what I found in my use of everyday use is that there's still some things that I kind of like to use the caps lock for. Maybe there's a situation where the keystroke that you need to use is just kind of, kind of quirky and awkward. Um, you know, you can use that caps lock. Uh, for example, um, insert F12 will read you the current time. Okay, so you take your right hand, you put it on the number pad, you slide your left hand over, find that F12. If you can find it, if it's marked, if it's a laptop, it's kind of weird without spaces in between the keys. But if you have the, um, the caps lock as your JAWS modifier key, take your right hand up, go up there, you can find the F12 pretty quickly. So just stuff like that. You know, that might it, it might be um, helpful, just something so crazy. And you wouldn't think about a keyboard configuration making all the difference. But I tell you, sometimes it does. Um, OK, let's see. Um, um, help is pretty. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to go there later. So what were, you, what were you going to talk about? I was, I was going to say the help. Um, all right, I'll go there. The help, <laughs> the help in JAWS, um, you've got uh, a lot of online help as well. Um, the, the, in the help menu itself, you've got things like, let me get out of this and I'll show you. Let's see. Well, I think wow. one, of most, one of the most useful help commands that, that I've found is, uh, is the, the keyboard learning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that is that is helpful. Although not everything is spoken, when you, just the ones yeah, that you isn't. want. <laughs> and, right, it, and, it oft, and it oftentimes doesn't get as application specific as I'd like it to. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm in Word or if I'm in you know uh, Excel or something like that, I would love it to be able to be like specific to th to that program. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in this help system, one thing I like about Jaws. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it comes up with the kind of crazy things, but most of the time it does. Um, the first thing in your help menu is a command search. So if you go in there, if you're familiar with the search box in Windows, um, when you hit the start menu, it brings up that search box. I think the best thing they ever put into Windows 7. Um, <laughs> it's like that, where you can search for a command. You want to read current line, for example, and it will you type in say current line and you can tab over it it will show them to you um sometimes under that you can also tab over and it will give you those keystrokes if it finds the right one um so you can search for a command that way which is kind of cool you've got training which there's a an extensive amount training. of online training for jaws um that you can find uh, downloadable from their website. It's all the basics, everything from the voices to making it work with specific applications. JAWS help topics. JAWS help topics. It's really kind of like a typical Windows help system. A lot of F6 
around uh, tree views and list views and and uh, got a little bit of uh, previous link, next link kind of internet type navigation thrown in there as well. Keyboard commands. Uh, keyboard commands. Now this is um, a list of keyboard commands um, that you can get, but it also breaks them out kind of into that help system, but it just kind of takes all the verboseness out of it. Is that a word? It is now. It takes all that out. <laughs> it takes all of that out and just gives you the keystrokes. What's new? Uh, what's new? Most apps have that. End user, user license agreement. That's uh, web resources submenu. Web resources submenu. I want to tell you a little bit about that now too, because what you can do there is go there. They've got webinars. Um, is one of the things that they have on there in web resources, and they will. Uh, post them up there. If you want to learn how to use JAWS with PowerPoint, if you want to learn how to use R, oops, there we go. If you want to use learn how to use JAWS with Zoom, you know, they have stuff like that up there in their web resources. Technical support, technical support uh, phone number for that, and about JAWS. Um, when you do call technical support, they will ask you for your serial number and all that fun stuff, and that's where you're going to go to find all that also. Um, so, that's kind of the basics of JAWS. I want to leave enough time for, for the other two as well. Um, what did I miss? Anything? Any other comments since you use JAWS frequently? Uh, I would probably say um, thinking about thinking about JAWS and that kind of stuff, like as, at its most basic, um, you know, you, you can, everything is executable through a keyboard shortcut. So uh, the, um, for instance, uh, What's the what's the uh, the keyboard shortcut for starting starting Jaws if it if it crashes because it does yeah yeah um, now again with new installations um, that keyboard shortcut is Alt Control J um, mm -hmm. and I think it still puts it on there um, I don't typically do new installations these days. So I usually have to recreate that because it was would have been associated with an old version or something, but it is typically Alt Control J. Um, you can also go into your Start menu and just type JAWS, and it will run if you need to do that. Um, so, so, so some settings that that come on Dropbox. You told me you're full. I know that. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing. Um, but, I'm hearing uh, numbers come in on my phone, and I'm hitting the control on my computer to silence it. Yeah, I'm, no yeah, I'm hearing stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, in my headphone, I got stuff going on. But, yeah. uh, but uh, so probably some useful things in the start from the startup menu. I give you as far as tips. Uh, if you have never set this up before, and you're setting it up for the first time, or you've you've had it set up previously, previously, and you're setting up a new one because um, you decided to be adventurous, some some common ones that you want to look for during the setup is. Uh, that's where most of your initial customization comes in. So that's where you set how fast you want to listen to it. That's where you set the verbosity level, which is how much how much do you want JAWS to tell you? Uh, are you beginner? Are you intermediate? Are you advanced? Being advanced, it's basically going to tell you next to nothing because you're telling JAWS you know as much as JAWS does. Uh, beginner, it's like, look, tell me everything, including the secrets of how to of how to make good brownies. You know. There, it's really just it's really a lot of hints and, and trips that, and tricks and how you're doing and how you're doing this that and the other and um, and then uh, the other big one too is that you need to be uh, looking out for and it's a few windows in is when does jaws start uh, you can set up jaws to start uh, at the lock screen if you have a lock screen um, you can set it to start up uh, just for you if you're sharing a computer with multiple people. Uh, let's say maybe you have a family member or a coworker who is sharing your computer and you log in through different profiles. You can set it to, to uh, start JAWS up only on your profile uh, and it'll, it'll do just that. So when your coworker logs in who doesn't need it, or maybe they use Zoom text over JAWS, um, then your settings. Also, it does that. It saves your settings to your profile. Correct. Uh, you can you can customize and make different profiles for different things, which is which is where that kind of when you start getting into that geek zone mode of it, you're like, oh, what can I do with this thing? And really, what we're talking about here is just keeping this keeping this to its most basic and and not being afraid to uh, to explore a little bit. Yeah. Um, One thing I would say in the interest of time also is that all of these programs that we're talking about, Jaws, NVDA, and uh, Windows Narrator, um, they all 
have that capability also to start up at the logon screen or after. Mm -hmm. So yes. you have that you have yeah, that ability. There, there's them. several universals that go across each of this each of them. Yeah. You know? Again, yeah. again, in that initial setup, it's all about you know how where do you want it? Where is it comfortable for you? What do you need it to do? So uh, all right, NVDA. Right. NVDA. NVDA. Okay. Now you download that from from the uh, NV Access website. NV Access. Yep. Yep. And then does it okay. give you the same type of startup wizard? The uh, no, it doesn't actually. It gives you a different kind. Um, and I'm going to show you this. It's NVDA. What I would say about them is they are free. They are really good. Um, they're just different. And I think that's the one thing you have to remember about all these is they're just different. Um, there are certainly some things I like that NVA, I, NVDA does really well. Um, and then other things that I, I think that, that JAWS has and beat over and, and vice versa. But both of these on the startup are, are really pretty equal. They're just different. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to exit JAWS. And I left this up just so you could see how easy it was to, to do both here. Um, so I'm going to exit JAWS here. With JAWS dialog, are you sure you want the very scary. No speech. What am I going to do? I'm going to start NVDA with Alt Control N. Now, I did already install this, so that's why that keyboard shortcut is there because it gives you that option. To, or rather, it installs it, it, it puts you a shortcut automatically. Now, should you forget to quit JAWS before you start up NVDA, you're going to have two screeners trying to talk over Welcome each other. To NVDA dialog. Which Welcome I've done NVDA. before. Most commands for controlling NVDA require you to hold down the NVDA key while pressing other keys. By default, the numpad insert and main insert keys may both be used as the NVDA key. Okay, I'm going to shut it up for a minute. The, the shut up key, otherwise known as the control key. Um, <laughs> so... NVDA, they have a different model here. What they do is they start up with a, a, a kind of a help message um, that gives you um, a startup screen, if you will, that gives you just enough information to go find other information. They don't go through a whole wizard. They're not having you set up anything right before you start anything else. Um, they're telling you just the basics of what you need to know. They already told me where the NVDA key is. That interestingly enough, is the same as the JAWS. They've, uh, a lot of things are similar here um, with regard to some of the keystrokes, um, but there, there definitely are some differences in the model and the way they present things. So um, I'm gonna use, um, and there again, I use my caps lock or my insert uh, on the number pad just because I like that. So I'm gonna tab through this message here. Um, Use caps lock as an NVDA modifier key checkbox check alt plus U. Now, typically that's not checked, but I did. So there again, they're giving you just enough to get yourself going with it. Automatically start NVDA after I log on to Windows checkbox not check alt plus A. Okay, so start NVDA where? Show okay. this dialog when NVDA starts checkbox check alt plus S. Okay, so you can tell it, you know, I got everything I need. I don't need this. I don't need this dialogue anymore. I'm going to actually uncheck that because I don't need it. Not checked. Um, okay button. And I've got an okay button. Desktop list. Okay. Document. Now, I am now on my desktop where I would normally be on Windows if I started up with JAWS or NVDA, NVDA or Narrator. <laughs> um, I can't say that for some reason. Anyway. Um, all right. So with NVDA, the way you work with that. Um, JAWS, which I didn't talk a whole lot about, they have a, a JAWS window that can either be run in the taskbar where you can alt tab to it, or you can go into the system tray. JAWS has a specific system tray, keystroke insert F11, that will allow you to get to the system tray really easily. But Windows also has one, um, which is uh, Windows key B if you need to get to the system tray. But you really, and you can find NVDA there, it does not run in the taskbar. You can find it in the system tray should you need to, but you really don't need to, because like JAWS, that gives you insert J or JAWS key J to get in directly into your JAWS window, NVDA has 
uh, a similar key that will allow you to get into the NVDA menu, which is NVDA key and N. NVDA menu. Okay, so I'm in a menu here. Now, there's several different things in this menu that we're not even going to touch. There's several different things in this menu that I've never touched. And I'm an advanced user, but uh, just in tech, computer technology in general. Um, but a couple of the things that yeah. you're looking at. Oops, oops. All right, I did a JAWS keystroke that I didn't need to do. Okay, hang on. That's the other thing. Um, when you use NVDA, the model that you're using, whereas the number pad in JAWS is um, where all your navigation comes from, NVDA is not that way. NVDA utilizes your standard arrows a lot more than JAWS needs to. Yeah, you can do it with JAWS, but NVDA uses the number pad in a different way than JAWS. And I actually went over to the number pad to try to down arrow and that didn't work for me. So um, I'm going to go down the menu here with my standard down arrow. References submenu key. So you got preferences and, and you go down this menu and when you want to see what's there, um, you can hit enter on that. Tool submenu T. There's a tool submenu we're not going to touch. Help submenu H. Help submenu. That's a good one. Configuration profiles. You'll see. Revert to save. There's so much R. stuff there. Configuration, revert to save configuration, all that stuff. You know, I'm not even going to bother going down the rest of the menu, except to tell you that exit is NVDA key plus Q. You might need that sometime. So I'm going to go back For up to my preferences. Pardon? For quit. Yes. Tool submenu team. So, keeping it no non-geek here, um, let's do this. Let's go to preferences. Settings. Okay. Yes. Now, again, here, in, and I've got another menu here, okay? And I'm not going to deal with anything in this menu today, except for my settings. NVDA settings, general, normal configuration, dialogue. Okay. Categories, list, general okay. one of 13. So I've got a list here and it's a dialogue and I can just go up and down this list, figure out what piece of this dialogue I want to go into. Speech 2 of 13. Uh, speech is a good place to start. So I arrowed down to speech. I'm going to tab. Speech property page. Synthesizer grouping. Synthesizer edit read only multi-line alt plus s windows one core voices. Okay. So it's giving you an option of your synthesizer. Now we didn't do this in JAWS, but because um, that's kind of in the more geekish settings of JAWS, I would say. Um, and the NVDA has just chosen to put it here. Um, but you can use what they're calling, uh, what are they calling this? It's basically the the Windows synthesizer. Um, this is this is what it, you get when you start it up, I should say. Whereas JAWS, you get Eloquence. This, you get this Windows um, kind of, what do they call that? I forgot. Anyway, um, so you can change it. Voice, combo box, Microsoft, David, collapse. It's the Microsoft. Plus. It just threw me when it said, but anyway, it's the Microsoft uh, screen uh, synthesizer. You can change voices. Rate. Slider 60 Alt plus R. Here's your rate. And you can, I'm not going to continue on through all this, but you got your typical punctuation and pitch, slider pitch. 50 Alt plus volume, volume. automatic language switching. Okay. Um, so you can change all those settings and hit enter on, on those um, to, to save those. Now, um, and, and just like JAWS also, uh, those settings do get changed when you hit enter on them. You don't have to really save the configuration, so to speak. Okay, going back, um, yes. there. going back a little bit to the way uh, you get help. Since we did that with JAWS, we'll do that with NVDA. So I'm going to go back into my NVDA, NVDA. menu and preferences submenu. Uh, Tool sub help submenu with user guide. You okay? The user guide. Now, whereas JAWS had a help system that kind of modeled like a some web page kind of elements and also a list view tree view thing, the user guide for NVDA is just straight. It's like a web page. So you can navigate it like a web page. All your page elements are there. Um, you just read it straight down. Commands quick reference queue. Commands quick reference, again, that's also a page that you can just read down the page. So what I like about this is 
if you wanted to take this help system, put it in another device of some kind so that you could read that while you're working with NVDA, you could actually do that. Um, what's new in? Both of them have a what's new? NVDA website, W. There's your NVDA website. License on. License. Contributors of. Uh, they have contributors there since I did tell you it's a donate model. Welcome dialogue. And your welcome yeah. dialogue. There's the welcome dialogue that we showed you before. Check for updates. Check for updates. You can actually check for updates in both of the programs. About. And you're about. Um, so that's help kind of the help system. Now, Unvide also has, like JAWS, a um, help command, which is NVDA key one. Um, they, the terminology is different. They call it input commands, which is basically keyboard help in JAWS. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a document I think at some point that is gonna say JAWS speak NVDA speak and use the terms because it's some of the terms they cross and it's like wait a minute what, okay let's translate you know keyboard is input mode you know that kind of thing so mm. but that's basically help on NVDA and navigation wise um, there's some differences that we can talk about after you do. Um, Narrator. Okay, well, um, I'm looking at the time. We got about 15 minutes left, and yeah. and I don't think um, I I want to be able to answer, open this up for questions from people on on in the Zoom room. Um, so I think what I want to do, or what we should do, is hold off on narrator to give it its just its its just uh, uh, trial, um, and to show you what it can do. Um, but instead, let's, uh, what do you say we open it up to, to what people, what questions people have at this point? Sure. Let's go. Okay. All right. Cindy? All right. Yeah. So if you would like to ask a question about JAWS or NVDA, you can either do, if you're on the phone, it's alt, I mean, star nine. If you're on a PC, it's option Y. If you're on a Mac, it no, okay, let me back up. <laughs> if you're on a PC, it is Alt-Y. If you're on a Mac, it's Option-Y. And if you're on your uh, the app on your phone, it's in the lower right-hand corner, the More button, and then you'll have your raised hand feature. And yes, we do have questions. So, uh -oh. uh, <laughs> Kathy? Hi, Kathy. Hey, Kathy. Kathy, you're going to need to unmute yourself. There you are. So, Kathy, you need to unmute yourself. Okay. There you are. There okay. we go. Yeah. Hi. So my question is, I used to be a JAWS user, and I bought a new computer, and I turned it on, and Narrator came right on, and I thought, okay, this is the way oh, I'll go. And it seemed mm -hmm. to read everything. And then when I got to email... I wasn't sure how to read the messages. You know, there was, it, yeah. it wasn't like, I don't know what, you know, what, so what would be the commands or what, what's the, what's the deal? Well, that's what? probably something we would get into in a different setting. But what I will tell you is that narrator, um, because narrator, because you had a new computer, which I'm, I'm happy to hear that that when you get a new computer, you're not just like left hanging there, not knowing what's on the screen where you have to call Ira or something. Um, narrator comes on as a default so that if you cannot see the screen, you kind of have a, a fighting chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely keystrokes. And it, it obviously depends on the email program you're going to use too. We're not going to talk about that right now, but, but the, there are some keystrokes that, work in any of the screen readers across the board you know you're reading a current line it's going to be the same whether you're an email or a website or whatever um and then some of them are specific to the program but tyson did a little more with narrator than i did so he might have some other light to shed on it too what uh real quickly are you using the native um the native windows mail program or are you using like outlook uh actually i guess whatever came up yeah probably the native native Windows. Yeah, I usually I usually don't tend to use the native um, the native uh, 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 Microsoft Web uh, Mail app, Mail app. Okay. Uh, I usually get Outlook. Outlook looks. I use it with um, and using it in the test features. It works really really well. Um, well and the, it, it's actually just like Jaws with Outlook. Okay. 
in the so, olden days, they used to call it like a screen review mode, like how to get the screen to read where the cursor can't go. Uh, so that would be, that, yeah. that almost sounds like with JAWS, that sounds like a, uh, almost like the JAWS cursor. Right. Is there something like that in, in the narrator or in VDA? Yeah, they yeah they have what's called scan mode, uh, and you can turn it on or off. It's it's uh, the equivalent to to being like to be able to navigate by headings and and lists and links and all that kind of stuff. And then if you turn that off and it's narrator uh, spacebar, you can just arrow down, uh, arrow down. It should read you line by line by line. Um, okay. And to answer your question on JAWS and NVDA side, yes, they do. You still have the JAWS cursor, and you also have an NVDA what they call focus mode, which is like you're a JAWS user, so I'll use the term PC cursor. Um, and they also have a slew of like different review modes and, and that. Kind oh, okay. Of gotcha. Thanks. Right, thank okay. you, Kathy. Thank you. And Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Hello. Hi, there you oh. are. Okay. I've unmuted now. Yes, you are. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, this is about JAWS. Um, I've been a JAWS user for uh, many years, but I have always used it with uh, a PC and uh, usually, you know, either a, um, a USB keyboard or the, uh, the RS-232 type keyboard. But mm -hmm. I'm uh, planning... I think I might be getting a laptop soon at some point. And so I was wondering how um, in the laptop configuration, how, how easy it is, is it to be able to use the JAWS commands with the, that configuration? It's really easy, actually. And a lot of laptops, unless you're getting something like a Surface Book, um, a lot of laptops do come with that keypad on the side. So you can still theoretically have what they're calling a laptop, but still use the desktop mode. But just to give you an idea, um, reading title bars, typically your JAWS key T. So if you switch it over and use that caps lock as your JAWS key, then you're just using the caps lock T. And I actually kind of like that because I can one hand the title bar. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. Um, current line, for example, um, is going to be your caps lock H um, as opposed to your jaws key up arrow um and then you obviously still have a lot of functionality in that um you still have your arrow keys you still have a lot of those keys that are going to be arrows and that kind of thing no matter what you have so the only thing that you run across which i will warn you about on a laptop configuration is some of the laptops have what they call an fn key and essentially what that does is it basically dual functions, your function keys. And if you start getting into some of those other keystrokes that, that might utilize those, um, you might have to use an FN key in addition to some of those other, you know, keystrokes. So you might be adding a key or two somewhere, but it is doable. Is there a, is know, there a help? Is there a help yeah, for that? There is help. And you know, worst case, a lot of times actually what we do is we, uh, um, where I work, um, we configure computers for people and we'll give them a USB keyboard. You got USBs in the laptop, so you can hook in a USB keyboard. It doesn't make it quite as portable, but you know, <laughs> it's, it still gives you that comfortable level of a keyboard and of a standard USB keyboard. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Patricia. All right, Carla, it's your turn. Hello. Can you hear hey. me? Hi, yeah. Hi, I, I came. I came to Jaws kicking and screaming because I'm a Window Eyes user. Uh. But, any, but anyhow, um, two quick questions. First of all, how did um, how do you get back to the Jaws startup wizard? And what is the NVDA website? Because you said that you downloaded from the website and you failed to say <laughs> the website. Nvaccess.org is the NVA, NVDA. Um, the startup wizard is in the JAWS help menu, which I didn't go all the way down the menu when I did a demo. So if you do, if you're, if you've got JAWS running in your taskbar 
or uh, yeah, if it's, if it's running in your taskbar, you do an alt H for your help menu. It's easiest to up arrow to your startup wizard because it's, it's closer to the bottom of the menu. If you have JAWS running in the system tray by chance, once you get JAWS up, well, you actually, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you can do an insert J and then it's going to bring up essentially a menu of your menus and you can arrow down to the help menu, hit enter there and uh, arrow to the, um, the uh, startup wizard. So you, you, um, you go into help, right? With what, mm -hmm. Alt H or what? Alt H. If, if you're actually in the JAWS window, if JAWS is running in your taskbar, which that means you alt tab around your computer yes. and you hear JAWS. Okay. So we'll keep it simple there. And we'll, if it, we'll if it does, but if it's not, so, you have to, you have to go um, insert J, right? Yeah. Insert J, regardless of where JAWS is running is going to bring up the JAWS window. It's either okay. going to bring up that window or it's going to bring up um, basically a menu of the menus in JAWS. Yeah, the, the first thing so, you'll hear is like option and then utilities if you arrow down. Arrow down to help. Arrowing down, you'll find the help submenu. Uh, right arrow to open up that submenu and then down in there, you'll find the, the help topics. Okay, so it's, if it's on the taskbar, you just um, arrow, you just tab to it. Otherwise, you hit insert J. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Well, Thank you, Carla. All right, Jamaica. Jamaica, you may need to unmute yourself. Um, there you are. Yeah. Hi, Jamaica. Now, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm having a problem because I'm having a problem with email. I'm using Jaw. Jaws and Thunderbird and Thunderbird is Whoa. is not exactly it, it's saying the path and then it freezes up on me and I can't get my I can't get into my email to read my email so sometimes it does it, sometimes, sometimes it does and sometimes it it doesn't do that but I would like to know how to how to get it so that the path the path is not coming up on it. Um, that's without knowing any more about it. First off, that's not something we can get into in this call. But what I would suggest to you um, is contact. If, if in fact it's a JAWS issue, I, here's a couple different ways I would go. Um, and I'm sorry I don't have these numbers on the, off the top of my head at the moment, but you might call Freedom Scientific and get their technical support number. But maybe even a better option might be to call the Microsoft Accessibility Number. Thunderbird is not a Microsoft product, but it, if, it, it really kind of depends on what is determined to be the issue. If it's a JAWS issue, then Freedom Scientific could help. It doesn't sound like it is, but it possibly, you know, you never know. If it's a Windows issue for some reason, then Microsoft Accessibility. Um, but if it's Thunderbird, I don't know. Thunderbird, I've used it, but it was quite a while ago. So you might have some compatibility issues there as well. Thoughts, Tyson? Yeah, I, I think that's the exact same thing I would do because I don't know Thunderbird at all. Um, I've never used it before. Um, and and uh, not knowing if it's, this is one of those things where uh, being able to check with a different screen reader may use. So uh, in... Uh, in, in a in a setting where you could switch screen readers, but and, and if you aren't if you aren't completely comfortable with understanding how to do that, um, then I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. I probably would give Freedom Scientific their their helpline a call first, uh, and I think I'm trying to remember. I believe they have um, a helpline that goes on. I think it's every other Tuesday. There's something they do, and they, we, they talked about it the other night on... Uh, yeah, that's right. They um, do have like a webinar kind of call-in, yes, zoom-in, whatever. Yes, a, a live help thing kind of deal that, yeah. they, that they talk about. And that may, be, that may be one of the options, too. I would go on Freedom Scientific, uh, Vespero's website, and uh, look at the options for contacting them. Thank you so much. We, we, okay. we, we, Sorry. We we have done that. We have done call jobs, but, but they, but they couldn't help us. So. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're like, you know, I use the term married to Thunderbird, <laughs> I would, I would explore some of the other uh, email options. Um, like I said, Outlook is very accessible and it's Microsoft. 
So it's going to work real well. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Jamaica. I know we're about done here. And unless we have any other questions. You do not. um, And time is up. All right. Yeah. Why don't I... um, Oh, well, if, if anybody has questions, I'm happy to give out my email, too. Um, it is rschroeder, R-S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R, at iltech, I-L-T-E-C-H dot O-R-G. So. And, and, I, and I don't have my tech uh, email configured quite right yet, so I'm not going to give that out and have, and have questions go unanswered. All right. Um, there is one That's more okay. question, but if, if they <laughs> want to stick around after the call um, and see if their answer could, if uh, Rachel uh, and Tyson would stick around. Um, thanks, guys, and thanks for listening on ACB Radio Community. <laughs>